0: Let us pray, loving Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful opportunity of being your children and being your ministers, being the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. In this world of needs and trials and we be having your children by own grace and compassion. You've given us a lot of privileges, especially to call you our Father. Thank you for being the and with us. and Thank you, Jesus. The Almighty God is over here. The our Father is over here. God is over here. He is penetrating into every house and every cell, and to every heart, and to every person. Who has been watching this program right now? He is touching you with his mighty hand. Name, pierced hand, the healing hand. The extended hand of the Lord Jesus Christ is stretched forth towards you right now. Thank you, Jesus. I am not alone the Lord of the year, but also the Father Jesus. He is willing to stretch forth his mighty hand to any relatives. Any beloved ones of your heart who has been far away and you are longing for You are wanting them to be touched, you are wanting them to be healed, wanting them to be saved. They are beyond the boundaries, beyond the nations. You could not reach them out. Maybe they are in hospital or they are in confinement, maybe they are far away from your age. Maybe they are not picking up your phone. You are still wanting to reach the out. The Holy Spirit of the living God is stretching forth his mighty hand towards everyone who is in need of it right now. Any name you are mentioning is now recorded in the book of God. And also God is taking those names very seriously and is going to touch them now. Right I see the hands of God being placed upon hundreds and thousands of people right now. In my spirit, I could see the hand of the Lord stretched towards those who are lying down on the sick beds. Those names are mentioned in prayers right now. They have been remembered by the Lord. You will see His mighty hand and the resurrection power in the broken bodies of the beloved. I give glory to God for this evening. Loving Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this privilege of being with children, able to call you our Father. This session be under your authority. You be the speaker of this night. Father, we give you all glory, honor, and praise. Through the Holy Spirit, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I do pray. Amen. My beloved brothers and sisters, it is a joy to meet you even today through this Bible step. Usually I don't go by series, but this time I was guided to take the subject into five weeks from today to talk about what is going to happen for the next thousand years so that we will be very clear about the times and seasons of the Lord's plan and purpose for humanity. And the Bible says, if you read Job chapter twenty-four, verse one, then the times are not hidden to the Almighty. How come we children do not know the timings of the Lord? And the Bible says, if you read Daniel chapter two, verses twenty-one and twenty-two, He controls the times and seasons, and He knows what is in secret, what is in darkness. He even changes the times and seasons. And Acts chapter 1, verse 7, says, Acts chapter 1, verse 7 says, the times and ages and dispensations they are in the authority of the Almighty God. And 1315, the book of Psalms says, My times are in the hands of the Almighty God. 31:15. So why I take you into the subject? Because I keep getting a lot of calls about. There's pathological questions about what is happening and what's going to happen, which really burden me not. Instead of calling, replying everyone individually, I thought that we have a session, a chain of sessions for a few weeks, and the Lord approved it, and we are beginning the session today. The Lord will help us to go slowly, steadily, but we'll cover up the subject for our own benefit and edification. With the name of the Lord, be glorified even today. Let us go into the scripture which is recorded in book of Philippians chapter 1 verses 5 and 6. Book of Philippians chapter verses chapter 1 verses 5 and 6. The bible clearly says the one who started the good books in you long so continue them till the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 1 verses 5 and 6. The Lord who has started the good works in us, he will also continue. them. Anything that God has started, he is so firm to continue till his day. The day of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible also talks about this repeated in Philippians chapter 1, verse 7 says, the day of the Lord. We are kept pure and perfect, blameless for the day of the Lord. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. is this was always loving to take care of me. On the day, on the day of the Lord, on that particular day, let him mocked in favor in the eyes of God. The day of the Lord. What is the day of the Lord? There are several kinds and types of days of the Lord mentioned in the Holy Scripture especially three special days called the Day of the God, which is also somehow connected to the three types of resurrection, which is also mentioned in the Holy Scripture. And you must know something. The righteous people have got three resurrections and unrighteous people got only one resurrection. In total, there are four resurrections. So we are all going to say everything one after the other as the Lord allows us and takes us through. Now we are beginning this promised word with the benefit of ours who are in need of a miracle today. The one who has started the good works will also continue. Only the good works will continue, not the evil works. Only the good blessings will continue, not the curses. The good heart will continue, the good ministry will continue. Anything which God has started will continue. You know something, there are so many things which have been started in our life, not everything to be good. That's why the Holy Spirit says, anything which is not good, I am going to live. I will continue only what is good for you. So be sure about something, anything which is not good for our own salvation, our own benefit, will be removed and several years ago there was a sister in one of the cities in India and she was very much loving God and praying for God's salvation to her entire family her husband was a very different type of a person he will go and bring all kinds of antiquities which are not pleasing to the good eyes of people they are not good morally speaking all sorts of statues and drawings he'll buy from different places, spending millions of rupees, and it will fill the house. One day, the sister was in real tears and said, God, I'm tired of seeing these unwanted pictures and statues in my house. My kids are growing, relatives are coming. It is not good for their own benefit. Please do something. They went to Bode Canal, a hill station, for a short holiday. Somehow, some thief came into the house and cleaned up the house. The beauty was, only the things which the husband bought and kept so carefully and comfortably in every area of his house, all over the walls, in every room. Only those antiquities the thief took them took away. Nothing was missing. Johns were safe. Sadies were safe. All of the valuables were there. I don't know what happened to the thief. He only took away unwanted things from the house. The house became so holy when they returned from that particular holiday. Till now, police could not find out the thief and recover those unwanted objects. Many times in our life also, the Lord comes and He cleanses. He cleans our house, our family, our heart. You be sure about something. Anything which is not good for your house, good for your son, good for your daughter, good for your health, good for your peace, good for your salvation, good for your ministry, will be removed. People who are not good for you shall be removed. Those who are hindering your salvation, stumbling block to your ministry, they will be removed. Anything that brings Lord upon your life will be removed. Be sure, this is a special day for you. Anything that troubles you shall be removed. Your sickness will be removed. Darkness will be removed. Which powers and which canaps will be removed. All the chantings meant for you shall be removed. Every evil power sent against you shall be removed. All the stones on your pathway shall be removed. And finally good things will continue. Sorrow will not continue. Joy will continue. Perses will not continue, but the blessings will continue. Depression will not continue. The joy of the Lord will continue. Demonic powers will never continue, but the power of Jesus will continue. Demons cannot continue, but the angels will continue. Your fall will not continue. Your rise will continue. Sin not, but the holiness. My sweet friends. You will surprise the way one day the good things will continue. Other things will be cut off and cut. Here, St. Paul talks about a beautiful story of the day of the Lord. What he means by this the day of the Lord is nothing but the last day of the church, the last day of the grace period. There are several dispensations mentioned in the Holy Scripture. If you read from Genesis chapter 1 from 27 to Genesis chapter 3 verse 3, it is called the time of innocence. The time of innocence. Then what happens? The Bible says, then the sin entered into the humanity. They have to live by their own conscience. Genesis chapter 3. Verses four onwards, all the way up to the twentieth chapter of Book of Exodus. To be short, till the nineteenth chapter of Exodus, it is called the time of conscience. People had to live by their own conscience. That is why even those who do not have the Bible go through the judgment. Romans chapter two, verses sixteen and seven. Sorry, fourteen to sixteen. The Bible clearly says every human being in this world having conscience a kind of spirit which understands good and bad so the time of innocence Adam and Eve lived before the commitment to sin or committing the sin now they have come into the different era called the time of conscience they have to follow their own instinct to do something good in this world so it's called the period, people who follow their own instinct of doing good and bad. That's why Romans chapter 2, 14 to 16 says, everyone is having the kind of light in the heart to understand what is good and bad, they have to go through the judgment. Then the Bible says, from Exodus chapter 20 till Malachi, then it's called time of law. We can stretch the time of law even till the time of the Lord Jesus Christ till he shed his blood on the cross. So we can even cover up the subject for the time of seasons, till Gospels. From Exodus 20 to the Gospels, it was called the time of the law. There was a Torah, there was the law, 10 commandments given by the Lord, for the people to follow innumerable other instructions also followed. Now I come to the subject over here. Now we have come to the time of grace. The Bible says, John John chapter 1, verse 16, when the Lord Jesus Christ entered into this world, grace entered. John chapter 1, verse 14 onwards. 16 says, through him we obtain grace upon grace. We come into the season of grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. We are saved through grace. Everything happens afterwards. It is counted to be grace. Everything falls into grace. My sweet friends, we are living in a time of grace. Time of grace. What is happening in the time of grace? We are going to see shortly. Before that, we must know In this time of grace. We have got a special favor from God. That without any human efforts, we are getting saved. We come into the fullness of the salvation of God without any human effort made. But at the same time, the law is also enforced. What is happening? When we commit a mistake, the law comes to punish over there, And also the grace is coming down. Both are in effect at the same time. Grace is also there. Law is also there. What happens? Grace takes over the law. Grace is increasing for us. The Bible says if you read 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8, the grace increases. 520 Romans, the Bible says, when the sin increases, there increases the grace of God. One day I was about to go to Thailand. My friend said, no, it's not a right place to go as a bachelor." I was in prayer about it. Then Jesus said, true. Sin is increasing in time and at the same time, the grace in you is also increasing day by day. The grace that increases in you is greater than the sin that increases in time. We are so worried about the internet era; how kids are addicted. They are bound to this information technology. They want to be knowing everything. Their mind is filled with the details and data and information they don't need to obtain. We are so careful about it, worried about it. But the Bible says, more the sin increases, there increases the grace of confidence to overcome the sinful world. Grace, grace. We are living in the time of grace. This time of grace is called the last days. We are living in the last two days. How do we know that these are the last two days? When was the last days began? If you read Hebrew chapter 1, verse 2, the Bible says, in the last days, the Lord sent his son that he would speak to us in the last two days. 9.26 book of Hebrews says, in the last days, the Lord revealed himself. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 20, in the last two days, the Lord was living forever. He is living forever. But in the last two days, he was revealed to us. And the Bible says, if you read 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 5, in the last two days, the salvation was revealed to us. When did the last days begin, begin? Begin, It all began with the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. From the time he started preaching his first word of God's message as a prophet, as Messiah, as Son of God into this world, the last days started. So in a simple way, when the Lord Jesus was revealed, the Bible says if you read 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16, And during the Colossian word, sorry, Colossians chapter 2, verse 10, he was revealed in flesh. The fullness of God was revealed in flesh. Which means what? God did not reserve anything of his own personality in heaven. He revealed his whole self unto the Lord Jesus and through his body. The moment Christ was revealed into this world, the last days came. The end times. The end time did not begin with the Second World War. The end time did not begin with Napoleon War. The end time did not begin with this pandemic. The end time, the last day, is already started from the very existence, the physical existence of the Lord Jesus Christ being present in this world as a human being. So the end time already started. If these end days will end one day, that is called the last day, If you read John chapter 6 verses 39 and 40 and 44, the Bible says, On the last day, I will resurrect my child. I will resurrect you. That is why your name is called Sons of Resurrection. Luke chapter 20 verse 36 says, You are called the Son of Resurrection. Not the Son of Death, Son of Resurrection. That is why he says in John chapter 11 verse 25, I am the resurrection and life. You did not say the life and resurrection. I am the resurrection and life. There is something called resurrection. That is called the day of the Lord Jesus Christ for the church. The last day. Hallelujah. Which, which means the grace period will end that particular day. There will be no grace afterwards. <clears throat> there will be no salvation by grace. There will be no ministry by grace. Grace, glory be to God. That's where Job chapter 19, verse 25. Job clearly says, My Redeemer is alive. I will see him with my own eyes. He will come and stand on this earth and the last day. And verse 26 says, Even after my body perishes, still I will behold him with my own with my own eyes. I will still see. I will see him. With my own eyes. My sweet friends, our Lord Jesus Christ will come back. Hallelujah. On the day of his own sovereignty. The Grey spirit will come to him at any time. The day he appears, the day you face him, literally, directly, as according to 1 John chapter 3, verse 2 automatically you know this is the last day the day of the Lord Jesus Christ there are several resurrections recorded in the Holy Spirit if you read Matthew chapter 27 verses 52 and 50, 52 to 54 those three verses say when the Lord Jesus gave up his ghost the curtains of the temple went, went into two and also there are a few miracles happened. One was the tombs are opened. Not everyone's tomb, the tombs of the righteous people. The Old Testament says the tombs opened, and the Bible says the bodies of the saints came out from the tombs. I believe all the patriarchs, prophets must have come out of the tombs. There could be only a few hundreds, maybe. Because other saints would have been buried in different places. So everyone's tomb opened up. The bodies of the saints, not the spirits. Bodies of the saints. They came back alive. How this happened? The Bible says if you read Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8 and Psalm 68 verse 18, the Bible says, when the Messiah comes, he will go into the Hades and he will take up all the prisoners. The prisoners of hope. Zachary chapter 9 verse 12 says, God will meet them over there. They are waiting for Christ to be born. Sorry, Christ to be the first fruit of the resurrection. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 20 says, He will be the first fruit. And Hebrew chapter 1 verse 6 says, he would be the firstborn of all creations. And even in the matter of resurrection, Christ must be the first fruit. He must be the firstborn for, from the resurrection. So the saints were waiting literally, still. That is a good news for you. Not only the sayings of the Old Testament and God's compassion move towards another group of us. The Bible says if you read 1 Peter chapter 3, 18, 19, and 20, the Bible says he went into the Hades, the underground world, where another set of people were waiting for him. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 6 says, They were the spirits. They were kept in the secret place of Hades, somewhere in the underground, somewhere in, in a, a world which is below. We do not know exactly when. He went down to the prison. He went down to the place where they were closed. They were kept. They would have been crying. Job chapter 25 verse 6 says, Those who perished in the flood, they were really troubled. They have been crying. Certainly they were crying from the bottom of the particular headaches. They would have been crying. God. We made a mistake. We made a mistake. I remember. Please remember us. Our mercy upon us. And first Peter chapter 3, verse 26. They were disobedient souls during the time of Noah. Lord. The Lord was waiting for them very patient. Job chapter eight, sorry, James 5, 11 says, You have seen the end of the Lord. He is full of compassion. We do not know about The souls, we are not as safe but gone to hell or heaven, we are not sure about what is going to happen to them. But according to Bible, the judgment is waiting for them. But somehow, this first set of people got favored. We do not know why. The Lord went in spirit and preached the gospel to them. Maybe they were also added to this great company of saints by the compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot measure his compassion. 1133 book of Romans says his wisdom and knowledge, they're immeasurable, we cannot fathom it. The first resurrection already took place on the day that the Lord Jesus Christ gave his ghost. He died on the cross and they were all waiting in the tombs to join the Lord Jesus Christ to go to the paradise. Along with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. They all went to paradise or somewhere where Christ would be holding them for the second coming of for His second coming. This is called the very first resurrection. We are all waiting for the second resurrection to come, and there are other resurrectionals. The Bible says, if you read, Book of Revelation chapter seven, verses nine and 10. This is the people, I mean we are, who are going to be resurrected one day and will be found in paradise or in the realms of God's kingdom in heaven. Oh, hallelujah. And when you read those two verses, you can identify yourself that you're one of them. Glory be to the Lord. And the third resurrection is recorded if you read chapter 20 book of Revelation verse 4 and when you read the fourth resurrection, resurrection of all those who are dead and gone without Christ same chapter 20, the last four verses, you will know for sure what is going to happen to them. My sweet friends from, 15 to, from 12 to 15 book of Revelation chapter 20. it may be with Hard for you to understand in the beginning, but as the days go by, you will understand in a crystal clear way through the scriptural support. Now we go into the resurrection of the church, the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. As I said, is the end of the grace day. When the grace period ends, you be sure of something: the wrath of God begins automatically. The Bible says, if you read 212 book of Psalm, one day the wrath of the Son of God will burn and be kindled. The world will see it. The world will see it. Yes, my friends, You are all going to see the other side of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ has been so patient to show his compassion to every man, but it's not going to be extended forever. There is a time, we don't know when. It can happen anytime, my friends. He will come as a thief. The Bible says if you read First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 4, and Revelation chapter 3, verse 3, He will come as a thief. You must know about our God. He promised once to his own children, John chapter 14, verse 18, I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. I will keep on coming to you. How is it possible? We are all waiting for the second coming of our Lord Jesus. But the Lord Jesus comes to us every day. Is it? He comes to us every day. He meets us every day. The Bible says, if you read Acts chapter 1, verses 3 to 5, He was meeting them almost every day for 40 days. They were just meeting them repeatedly. Like a person, like a friend, like a father. He was eating with them, talking with them, dining with them, scolding them, hugging them, kissing them, blessing them, breaking the bread for them. So the Lord Jesus Christ was visiting them repeatedly. In Acts chapter 9 verse 1 to 6, the Lord appeared to St. Paul, visited him personally and touched him. Every day he visits people. All over the world, Christ is willing to visit them. I once told, in one of the Arabic countries, there is a school. I visited there to preach the gospel once. And when the teacher was delayed to the classroom, the kids were just playing around. And there was a person entering with his majestic personality. And they were wondering, sir, we never seen you. Which class teacher are?" He said, I am Isa. son I come to see you personally, my children. And the kids got thrilled to see him. The way he spoke in Arabic language. And you know something? He blessed everyone, not only with the word, but also by attachment It so happened, anyone he touched, they were filled with the spirit of God. Sickness has got healed, memory losses were removed, and the habit changed. They started talking new languages. And the whole chapel, the classroom became a chapel. The entire set of students were thrilled in the presence of God. They were amazed to have enjoyed this spirit. It so happened several minutes later, the teacher came. She, felt, she got shocked. She thought she came to a church because the kids were from different communities. They were saying praise the Lord, hallelujah, speaking new languages. They were all filled with the spirit of God and they came to know what happened. And the children explained what happened. I was blessed to visit that particular classroom. Now it's a charm. The moment you go there, you will see the presence of God filling the entire ambience and blessing us with the sweet move of His spirit. And there was a witch doctor in India. His name was Toterna. He was assigned to chant against a Christian girl. Her name was Elizabeth. He wanted to entice her by charms. He's supposed to recite a charm for 1008 times, when he was just finishing 1007 times, the room was littered with a great light. He was wanting to know who was there appearing in the light. When the light entered into the room, all the demons ran away from him, he became helpless, harmless. So an armless man, he was totally harmless in the sense he lost all the protective and active demons who were supporting him so far. The entire room was lit up, the demons ran away. He fell down to the ground. And asking the light, Who are you? The Lord Jesus appeared and said, Totanna, I am the Lord Jesus Christ. My daughter Exabel is innocent. I cannot allow her to be crying. I come to stop your chumplings and give a warning not to play with my children anymore. And which doctor Totanna? Became a preacher. He started preaching the gospel around the world. Even today the Lord is next to you. He's visiting you. He's coming to hundreds of times. How it's possible? John chapter 3 verse 13 says, Son of God is God himself. So he has got a great privilege of being in several places at the same time. The Bible says he is on the throne. At the same time, he is down here. Even when he was in the body, he was still there in heaven. The Bible says, He Himself says, Son of God, the Son of Man is in heaven. He is seated in the throne, and also He is talking to you. I am there, I am here. I am there, I am here. Even today, that's what happened. The Bible says, if you read the seventh chapter, Book of Acts, the last three verses, when Stephen was dying, he saw the Lord Jesus Christ standing. Next to the Father in heaven, the right side of the Father. He was seeing him there. At the same time, you be sure Christ was also in this world. And why he was there? In the right side of the Father. First John chapter 2, verse 1 says, Romans chapter 8, verse 34 says, and also. Hebrew chapter 7 verse 25 says, 24 and 25 say, He has been living forever to intercede for His children to the heavenly Father. Oh my God, He is with me and He is there to intercede for me. Intercede for me. For me to live, for me to be healed, for me to be forgiven. He is interceding for me. Nowadays, by God's grace, I got some prayer supporters. But initially when i was just a roaming person for the lord from the age of 15. i never had a magazine or any other point of contact with the believers Only after this mobile phone came i could send some messages earlier no so people could reach me i could never reach them there was no chain network at all and i was so worried about it that i don't have prayer partners my friends once told me, Brother John, you must have some good prayer partners so they will help me with prayer. I wanted, but I couldn't Next, day. One day I was in Mauritius. I was a bit worried about the subject. And the Lord spoke to me very clearly saying, John, you know something? I am praying for you. I am praying for you. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 22, verses 31 to 33. The Bible clearly says, Satan came to test his fellow Peter. The Lord said, It's okay, Peter. He has obtained permission to serve you like wait. But doesn't matter. He's not going to topple you down. He's not going to dismiss you from your authority of being in a past. It is not going to disqualify you. I'm not going to dismiss you from your position. I'm not going to discontinue the service that you have already obtained and committed to do for me. It's okay. He has got permission from me. But when I have granted the permission, I have also done something else. I have told him to do whatever he could against you. At the same time, I have made up to my father. I said, Father, my little fellow, I love this person. I trust in him. I need Peter. I don't know what he will do. His faith must not be given up. Hold on to him, Father. Hold on to him. Will ever the father say no to his son's prayer? No, it will never happen. It will never happen. John chapter 11, from 39 to 40. The Lord Jesus looked down to heaven and had a simple prayer. Lord I know you always hear me. Even this time, you will hear me, and you will bring this person. My sweet friends, I guarantee you something. There is somebody praying for you. Somebody praying for your son who is lost. Somebody is praying for a daughter who is missing. Somebody who is praying for your husband who is not coming home regularly. There is someone who is praying for a health, healing and restoration. The prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a beautiful blessing that you are having, my friends. You are living in the days of grace. And these days of grace will end with the rapture. What is called the rapture? We must know something about this particular word called rapture. God willing, I will also share a few more details about the rapture in the next session also. But today I want to take you quickly into a simplified revelation which is recorded in the Holy Scripture. The Bible says if you read first, Corinthians chapter 15 verses 51 to 52. The Bible talks about two two things. Those who slept in the Lord will rise up first. And those who are living alive here on this body will be transfigured, transformed. Transfigured. Will be transformed. The same portion is recorded in First Thessalonians chapter 4 from 14 to 17. Will be transformed. And those who slept in God, in Christ, will rise up first. And the Bible says if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 20 to 23, they will be risen, they will be resurrected in order. God is keeping an order. They will be resurrected or they will be raised up in order. First one is Christ, he has already risen. So the Lord has to raise up his people in order. There is an order in resurrection they will be raised up in heart. And if you read 24 and 25, after the resurrection takes place, two miracles happen. when the Lord comes. He hands over the kingdom to the Father. He says, God, my Father, I have redeemed my people. I have redeemed them. The Bible says, if you read Romans chapter 8, from 25 to 30, He is not only redeeming our own body, our own life. He redeems the trees and oceans and the rocks and fields and deserts and valleys and hills. All creations, even our master will be redeemed. He wants to redeem the entire creation which was bound in sin and Satan. So he wanted to redeem the entire world. He came into this world to redeem the entire world, not only the human beings. There were a few reasons why Christ came in his first visit to this world, in the human body. You know all these biblical verses. Matthew chapter 18, verse 11, and also Luke chapter 19, verse 10, he came to rescue, restore, save the sinners and those who are lost. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 15 says He came to save the saint. And John 10, 10 clearly says He came to give life and make the permanent. So He came for basically salvation. Salvation is the purpose of life. At the same time, He is also coming to give us a salvation in the second one. What is that salvation? The Bible says if you read Isaiah chapter 35 verses 4 and 5. And also if you read Isaiah chapter 40 verse 10 and also Isaiah 62 verse 11. And also the Bible says he comes with reward and with salvation. And the second, first, first Lord, in chapter 1 verse 6, he comes to give us rest as the reward and salvation. What is salvation? You are totally saved from these bondages of this world burdens of this world cultures of this world in the coming of Christ you will be totally released from the systems of this world but when we are living in this world we are part of it the Bible clearly says if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10 and also John chapter 17, 14 and 16 the Bible clearly says we are part of this world what is happening when we are part of this world? They go through all the systems of this world. The Bible says, if you read Ecclesiastes chapter nine, verse two, and also Isaiah chapter twenty-four, verse two, anything which happens to the sinners happens to the righteous man. Anything which happens to the praying person not happening to has uh, happening to the non brain person. For example, the Bible says in this way: everything happens in common for both who fear God and who do not fear God. Everything takes place in common for those who sacrifice, for those who do not sacrifice, for those who preach the gospel, for those who never worried about the gospel. Everything happens in common for all. We go through the same lockdown, same curfew, same types of medical laws which are prevailing towards this particular season. We go through the same thing. Unemployment, uncertainties, fears. Second Corinthians chapter 7, 4, and 5. St. Paul says we were going through fears and tribulations, trials. And the Bible says, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 8 and 9, even to 10, even to 10. Things were going beyond our ability, beyond our control, beyond the capacity. We even thought we would perish. Common. We are the common way of life. There is no special class for the children of God. Everyone has to go through the same. Same taxation. Same voting system. Same school. Same college. Same syllabus. No school teachers that God created the heaven center. They bring out the scientific theories. Our children are having to study there to get marks. There are so many things which are not believed by us, comprehended by our own hearts, we still having to do. Why? We are part part of this world. The system, the society, the cycle, the orbit around us, we are part of this world. 1422 book of Job, as long as we are living in body, as long as we are in body, we go through this thing, All types and causes of pain. All kinds of affiliations in this world. Common to all. We are one of the common people in the sight of this world. But we shall be redeemed from the system and also from this body. Second Corinthians chapter 5 1 to 5 we're living in this tabernacle, carrying the weight and burdens of the spirit. Weight and burdens of the spirit. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 13. Saint Peter also says, go and live in this tabernacle. Philippians chapter 1 verses 23 and 24, St. Paul says, I want to leave this body, the tent. I want to stay with Jesus Christ. I prefer that to be more comfortable for me, but still I obtain. I ought to be living in this body for your own benefit. When I'm in body, you'll be benefited, My sweet friends, this body is not a joke. Why the Lord Jesus Christ comes into this world with all his things? If you read Jude 12 to 14, you will know the Lord comes with millions and millions of saints. Innumerable saints into this world. Okay, that is somehow connected to the other resurrection which we are going to talk in future. Now we limit ourselves with the first resurrection which is going to take place anytime. Why this is not at all called many times by the scholars the coming of Christ? Rather it's a place, it's a visit meant only for the saints God comes to take this church, His church, to be with Him, with him forever. Okay, I say this way: the Lord Jesus Christ will be appearing in public in eyes of everybody. But in this case, He only appears to the children of God and takes them. Revelation chapter one verse six talks about the 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 the, 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 the second of second coming of Christ. The second coming of Christ, I said already, having three types of comings like Christ is going to come several times at least a few times the very first is coming is very secret and personal he comes like a thief. you won't even expect that to happen but for your own consolation I must tell you what is going to happen before the day of the Lord Jesus Christ I mean the last day you must know about the last day Last there means the end of the grace era. After that, there won't be any gospel preached. There will be, but there won't be the move of the Holy Spirit. Even after the rapture, there will be preachings taking place. There will be promotion. We'll be seeing that later in one of the sessions. But the grace will be lifted up. What is this grace? What is grace all about? And what's going to happen before the day of the Lord Jesus Christ in this world? That's what we are going to see as the Lord guides us today. You must know something about our Lord. He does everything in a very systematic way. He does not go beyond His own word. But we are taught today, when the things go bad, oh, Christ is going to come down. I don't disagree to that. The the verses which are referred for this particular time of the appearance of Christ to the believers is, recorded in Matthew chapter 24, 6 to 8 and also Mark chapter 13, 7 and 8 and also if you read Luke chapter 21, 9 to 11. But the same portion also teaches us these are the trials which happen to take place in this world as a sign There are three important things recorded over here. War, famine and plagues. War, famine and plagues. And now we are in plague. The pandemic, the inseparable subject from humanity which has been happening all the while. The plagues have got its own history. You know that in AD 665, 6765, the entire the Roman Kingdom was shaken. The European Kingdom was shaken by a kind of a thing. Millions died. And also in you know, 1347, the entire Italy was shaken by a A That day. That's when the quarantine word was out. The elders of Italy, Venice, they just decided not to let the foreigners come inside, and demanded them to stay on shore for 40 days. Quarantina. Quarantina means 40 days. So the 40 days quarantine or being away from the society was introduced in Venice. Anyway later you know that all these things came even up to the smallpox. Dr. Edward Jennings was one of the greatest scholar and doctor in the 18th century and he was the one who invented the medicine for this smallpox. I think it happened in 18. the middle part of the 18th century. It's what happened. He found out a beautiful vaccine, vaccination, vaccination. The first vaccine he found out in history. And uh, I was reading one of the articles about Edward Jones, the first doctor who invented vaccine. Anyway, let's go to our subject. So what I'm trying to say, the plagues have been playing their own roles. They know we call our game. In these 300 years past, several plagues came and attacked the world and millions have been plagued, including famine. 1959 to 61, more than 50, more than 50 million people, 50 million people have lost their lives in one of the Chinese famines. They can't just believe the way the world was literally circled with these three signs of war, standing and lakes. But they are not going to be the signs of the coming of Christ, even though they are playing a major role to begin the signs of the sun. The Lord Jesus Christ is certainly going to come. These are the signs. The 24 8 book of Matthew says the end will not come. It's be So, my friends, we are in the last days, but we are still in the beginning of the last days. That doesn't mean that we are far away from the last day. We are also close to the last day, but not at the last minute. Still, there are chances for you to repent and change your life and put your way straight before God. God has still given you some time to do something for Him by His own grace and compassion. These are the beginning. We ask, these are the part and parcel of the end time. We cannot avoid them. But what are the things which are going to happen straight before or, or the immediate incidences before the appearance of all our Lord Jesus Christ? When I say appearance, don't think that he will appear in sight of everyone. No, he will appear in the middle of the sky. Visible only to the church, according to my understanding, the Lord will take up His church, and we will all be with the Lord. And until the Lord brings us back to the same earth to rule for a thousand years, we shall be with the Lord. And the Lord will surely come back. And we are going to see some of the signs before the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean the rapture. If you read Matthew chapter twenty-four, verse fourteen, the Bible says. Before this day, everyone in the world must receive the gospel. Everyone must know that Jesus Christ is the Lord. That is, the basic thing or a miracle should happen before the coming of our Lord. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20 is a goal to preach the gospel to all the nations, all creations. And with you all even to the end of this world. It is the Common and the last commission, great commission given to every one of us. You know that? Yes. You have been given this commission to go and preach. The early church was very comfortable being together. The Bible says, chapter 4, 5, and 6. They were enjoying their own joint family system, communist policy, socialistic order. They want to have everything in common, enjoying their own time of prayer and fellowship. But the, the, the persecution started. So, the Bible says, if you read chapter 8, 1, 2, 3, book of Acts, they started spreading all over the entire part of Asia and Europe to preach the gospel. God, scattered them that they will go all over to preach the gospel. Why? It is the will of God that we should go to the end of the world and preach the gospel. It is the will of God that everyone should know His word. Bible says, 1 Timothy chapter 2, 1, 2, 3 even though, even to verse 4, it is the will of God for all to be saved. So it's our job to pray for everyone and preach the pastor. The statistic says that 100 like um, 1.47 billion the world population is 7.5 billion. billion. 1.47. 1.4 billion people have never heard the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in reality. They're still not knowing that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Even in Tamil Nadu, even in Andaman, even in Orissa, even in Assam, even in Andaman, even in Indonesia, in Magonia, there are several villages they never knew even once the name of the Lord. They just invented a small village in Himalayas, the government never knew there was a village. They have been living there for hundreds and thousands of years. Nobody knew. It was a surprise news to the body of India. And they never knew this name, the sweet name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sadhu Sundar Singh used to be traveling to Tibet. When he was talking to several people, they were just astonished. How come a Western God, having such a great Eastern thought in his teachings, the father had to really tell them, no, he is from Asia, he from Middle East. My sweet friends, you be sure of something. The gospel is there to be preached. It is you who is going to inspire the Lord Jesus Christ to come back soon. Redeem all of us from the sinful world. We need to be redeemed. We need to be redeemed. Hallelujah. Secondly, there is one more sign that we must know before the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, one is there will be great peace and prosperity in this world. This pandemic will surely come to an end. Christ will not come during the time of pandemic. He does not want people to seek Him because of despair, because of the dangers around. Him. He wants to seek. He wants the people to seek Him out of love, out of conviction, not out of all these mental, social pressure they are going through. The Lord is a gentle God. He doesn't frighten people to attract them towards Him. He gives them a lot of freedom and privilege. Give them time to think and rethink. Want them to come to Him wholeheartedly. There will be great peace and prosperity. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3 says, when they have peace and prosperity and safety, the day of the Lord shall you know something, the world will really go into a different order. You will see. Several huge nations will have a common army, And you will have common currency coming. And you will have the global village system exercised. You will be seeing the whole world is coming under a few hundred families. You will be seeing the whole world will be listed out in its own systematic order of protection, sales and supplies and consumption. Everyone will have their own sufficiency. You won't need to have a great faith to get anything from God. Because Luke chapter 7, Luke chapter 18, verses 7 and 8, when the Son of God returns, will he see faith? He will see believers, but he may not be seen faith. Faith will be a million dollar question before the Lord's return. It's, it's, we must be keeping up the faith. That's where Jude, when he was willing to write the common salvation, Jude, first three verses he says, when he was about to write of the common salvation, the Lord inspired me to write about the faith for which we need to fight. Faith. My sweet friends, faith. It's not an easy subject. It is again a vast subject. Faith. These are the foundational topics. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 to 3. Faith in God. This is a very fundamental subject of every Christian person. Having faith in God. And our book chapter 2 verse 4. Galatians chapter 3 verse ten, And also Romans 117. And also 1030 book of Hebrews. The Bible surely says, these last days, we can only live by faith. Not by anything. Not by our own wisdom. Not by men's. Not by acts. We can only live by faith. Faith is the only option given to us. Hallelujah. We will live by faith. Believing in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Book of Galatians. I live by believing in the Son of God was given his life for me. Faith in God. The simple faith in God will make us live in this world. Hallelujah. 11-7, Hebrew chapter 11, 6 and 7 Anyone who comes to God must believe that God exists and he voice those who are deliberately And thirdly, there is one more time which is yet to happen. It's already happening, but to the the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God will be poured out on everyone. The Bible says, if you read Joel chapter 2, verse 28, in the last days I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. And Acts chapter 2, verse 17, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Oh, we are all waiting for the glorious experience that everyone will be filled in the Spirit of God. What is this spirit? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 29 says, the spirit of grace. The spirit of grace. Hallelujah. you believe that? The spirit of grace. And Zachariah chapter 12 verse 10 says, the spirit of grace will bring us the spirit of supplication in prayer. We have the spirit of God who is called the spirit of grace. And what does he do? The Bible says if you read Romans chapter 12 verse 6 and also 11, 29 And also if you read 1 Peter chapter 4, 10 and 11, and also Hebrews chapter 2 verses 3 and 4, this Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of grace, He shares the gifts of the Holy Spirit to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 5 and 7 says, We are waiting for the coming of the Lord. With all the gifts fortified, unknown, poured out upon us, we will be given all the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 10, will be filled, armed with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Yes, there is anointing, there is power, there is grace. And 316, book of Luke, the Bible says, The one who comes behind me will give you baptism in the fire. Baptism in the fire and the Holy Spirit. You will be filled with fire and the Holy Spirit. Everyone is world, if they are living in flesh, they need this anointing. The fire anointing. The glorious anointing. 1 Peter 4 14 says, His name is called Spirit of glory. Spirit of glory. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 5. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Eyes of all flesh will witness it. Every flesh, every mind. Luke chapter 3, verse 1. All will behold the salvation. And 65.2 book of Psalms. All flesh will come to Jesus and they'll make praise unto him. And 66.23 23, the Bible says, book of my son. All flesh will come and bow down before him and worship before him. What I'm trying to say. There will be great revival. I promise you from the presence of God, the unspeakable revival, unbelievable revival, will come into this entire world. You will see the fire burning everywhere. Churches will be full. Houses will be full. Every believer shall become a prophet. Every believer must become an evangelist you be sure of something. Hundreds and thousands of pastors will come forth at the end of this pandemic. Churches will grow into hundred times. Everywhere churches, online churches, virtual churches, churches on television, every tree will have a church underneath. You will see the churches even functioning under the trees all over. God has chosen the weak vessels to bring the gospel to the broken heart. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 27 and 28, he has chosen the weak to confirm the strong of this book. There is no time for sitting and learning the books and theologies anymore. I support theology. I learn it every day. I want people to have, but you cannot wait till you complete your degree. You cannot wait for another one day. You cannot wait for one more month. But every one second, two souls are going to hell. You cannot wait any. Whether people are healed or not, you pray for the heal. One day I was praying to Jesus, Lord, even if I don't have the nine gifts, it's okay. Give me one gift. Whatever I pray, you please answer. Whatever I pray, please answer. I want you to answer me. Whenever I pray for him. That one gift you please give me, Lord. Anyone for whom I pray, I want them to see the glory of God. That one gift I need. When I pray, Lord, listen to me. Please listen to me. Please answer my people. Please answer their cries when I pray for them. That's the gift I have been longing for. That is the Roman chapter 10, 1, 2, and 3. The same Christ and Paul had for the salvation of His soul Gifts of the Holy Spirit. It is will surprise. And verse 15, in the book of Acts, the Bible says, when the Pharisees heard the preachings of St. Peter and St. John, they are astonished. So they live in I In our people, the theology of the seminary, they never been to the Hebrew school. How come they preached the gospel with such an authority? They could not. Live. You will receive it. Tonight is the night of the touch of the Holy Spirit. Of he will fill his entire world once more before the appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. And finally, there is one more miracle which has to happen. The Bible says if you read the book of Roman chapter 11, book of Roman chapter 11, 27 up to 31, 27 up to thirty-one. Roman chapter 11. This is a very important subject I need to impart upon, so you can read carefully these portions when you are born. The Bible says very clearly, the salvation scheme and plan of God for the Gentiles will not stay forever. The grace of God for the Gentiles will move from us, from the revival which is going to happen in the world. If the people are not willing to continue in the path of God, He will send back the grace to the Jews. The Bible says if we read book of Acts chapter 13 verses 46 and 47, and also 20 to 21 book of Acts the Bible clearly says when the Jews rejected the gospel the Lord kept them as the first child in order of salvation if you read Matthew chapter 10 verses 4 to 6 the Lord when he sent his disciples to preach the gospel of the gifts of the Holy Spirit he told them go to the children of Israel who are lost go to the children of Israel They ought to be saved first. I want to send the gospel to them first. That's where the the second chapter of the book of Acts, all the Jews from the whole world came to Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. Chapter 3, similar thing happened. Hundreds and thousands of Jews started receiving the Holy Spirit, receiving the gospel. But 99% of the Jews, they were not entrusted to follow the simple fact of salvation they They still wanted to be following the law and other practices and other cultural values they had. They wanted to be saved through action, not weakness. They rejected the gospel, the Lord's heart was broken and said, it's okay. Now the salvation goes to the gentiles, now the entire world has to see my salvation. United States, Russia, China, Indonesia, North South Korea. Everyone in this world must see my salvation. 2 book of Hebrews says, He died for everyone. He tasted death for everyone. Everyone. 20-28 book of Matthew says, He came to shed the blood for everyone. He tasted death for everyone. everyone. Isaiah chapter 61 22. he. He came into this world to comfort all of those who mourn. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to comfort anyone who is born Anyone. He sent me with His Holy Spirit to comfort, console anyone who mourns. So the grace of God turned to the Gentiles. The work of His hands. And you know something. The portion which I mentioned is clearly said till the number of the children of God, the believers, come to the fullness and fulfillment in the sect of Gentiles. One portion of the Jews heart to be hardened. It is God who has been hardening the heart of Israelites today for him to be saved, for the world to be saved. After some time, this cloud of grace will slowly move to the Jews. Now it's a prophetical word. Millions of Jews will come to the Lord and fill with the Spirit. You will see there will be revival amongst Jews. You will know the number of Messianic Jews will increase day by day. And even they will go through persecutions because of their faith in God, the Lord Jesus. What will happen? Slowly, the cloud of revival will move from the Gentiles to Jews, reigning in his spirit. When you see the world is losing the grip of the gospel, you will see with your own eyes, suddenly, you will see the salvation rate is stopped. If 5 million people saved, that's it, 5 million. It won't be consistent. Because a cloud of mercy shall move to his whole people, the biological descendants of Abraham, for them to be given a final chance for the coming of the universe. So there will be a huge, mighty revival taking place. There will be a persecution also, that is when The rapture, Secret coming of our Lord Jesus Christ will take place. It will take place before the tribulation comes. Revelation chapter 3, verse 10 clearly says, Before the time of trial which will take over the world, I will rescue. I will rescue you from the heart of trial which comes against every living person in this world the whole world will go to under the type of a downfall after the great peace of Christ, before the Christ the Bible also says this, Luke chapter 21 34 to 35 we must visualize it in prayer so that we will be worthy to be found in the presence of the son of God the presence of the son of man when he comes and knocks at her door, we must be worthy to be standing before him, the beloved Savior, before the final trial comes. Verse 35, 36 says, The trials and tribulations that come during that time will be as never before. Finally. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1 clearly says, Anyone whose names are written in the book of life will be saved from the final disaster, the universal trial, which will take place in the last days in this world. The universal calamity, which will take its own hold on every individual in this world, it will be out of it, I will be out of it, because the names are written in Be saved, be gathered, will be collected, will be taken. Isaiah chapter 57, 1 and 2 says, Before the evil days come, the righteousness will take. be to the Lord. Shall we pray for us to be ready for this wonderful, blessed day of the Lord? Children, He will keep us safe and sound. His blessings will continue in our life, our minister will continue. The Lord help us to face the day of the Lord with all holiness, with all holiness, with all righteousness. He's going to give you the salvation and anointing that you'll be prepared for it. And also, my friends, the studies will continue by His grace for the next few days. You'll join as the Lord texts. Let's pray for each other. Shall we pray right now? The one who started the good works will also continue till the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, till the rapture of our Lord Jesus Christ. The rapture is real. Maybe the name is not mentioned in the scripture directly. But all Biblical grounds meant for this truth is so strong and built beyond questions of that, We'll see the days to come as the Lord helps us. The Lord will surely help us to know His and walk in His will. Now it is my duty to, to pray for this salvation, pray for your health and healing and finances. Anything that God has started, He will also continue. He started your family life, He will continue. He started your ministry, He will continue. He started your faith, he will continue it. He started your business, he will continue it. He started your faith walking this world, he will continue it. He started your holiness and righteousness in this world, he will continue. Any good thing God has started in your life. He will also continue it. Hallelujah. He will continue that. Your blessings will continue, your joy will continue. Anything that God has started in this world for you will continue. Hallelujah. Writing ministry will continue. Preaching ministry will continue. The radio preaching will continue. Your contributions will continue. Your church will continue. Your children will continue. Your marriage will continue. Your business will continue. And your blessings will continue. Your personal walk with God will continue. The revelation will continue. The prophecies will continue. Hallelujah. Minister of healing will continue. Your health will continue. The, and I, the presence of God will continue. The power of God will continue. The peace of the Lord shall continue. Oh, your children will continue in the They will continue till the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. The day will come. will be taken into the sky. Stay within fire. that us sometimes this privilege of being raptured in his appearance. The Holy Spirit will help us. Thank you, Lord, for this night. We give you all glory, honor, and peace. Continue to be with us, God. We love you for this time. Help us, God, to know you well, even in the midst In the mighty matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we pray with all our faith and humbleness, God. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us richly. Kindly pray for this sessions, and we meet name. Good night to play.